Although I primarily do love and am passionate about science, I contain multitudes. So I also love music and art. It just doesn't come up as often. So one thing that I really love about art in the broad sense is that, unlike science, I guess to a degree, the interpretation of it in terms of definition and practice and modalities uh, can be very open. So art always surprises me and usually makes me think about things in a new way and um, ultimately really forces me to be open-minded. So often though, art, particularly paintings, are just awe-inspiring to me in general because they are just so beyond anything that I could ever do. So I am one of these people who literally just can't even draw a straight line, can't draw a circle that isn't lumpy. So I just marvel at artists' skills in general, their ability to recreate what they see in life or in their mind's eye on a canvas or a piece of paper. So one painting that I think about a lot and that I'm sure I will continue to be fascinated by forever because it is a painting called The Picture of Everything. And it is an artist's attempt to paint a picture with everything in it. <laughs> so the artist, Howard Hallis, grew up in Santa Monica, California in the 70s and studied art at UCLA. For most of his career, he actually worked as an assistant and collaborator with Dr. Timothy Leary. And I am definitely going to do a separate like podcast episode about him. Um, so Leary was an American psychologist who wrote and advocated heavily for the use of psychedelic drugs such as LSD uh, as therapeutic treatment for a number of disorders. So when Leary died in 1996, Hallis then settled into his own career as an artist, beginning to work on the picture of everything in 97. So it's been like more than a decade and he is still working on it. On his website, he explains that, quote, it all started when I began a drawing of Spider-Man. <laughs> like, okay, I'm listening. You have me there. So this actually spun out into his attempt to then just try to draw as many superheroes in a single picture as he could. And then he started adding other characters from pop culture or comics, then celebrities and public figures, religious and historical figures. And then he started actually adding an imagery of life, both real and imagined. So buildings, objects, a little sci-fi here and there. Pretty soon the canvas became so full that he actually had to begin to create different sections, all of which come together sort of like a giant mural. And I think there are eight of them now. And the cool thing is, is that in 2010, they actually put this up online. So even if you never have the opportunity to see it in real life, which I'm sure would be way better, but you know, you can actually look at the panels in like full HD detail uh, on the website. And I will link to that below so you can check it out. So currently, Hallis is still expanding on it and the completed panels do get gallery shows if you ever have a chance to see it. Um, thus far, each section has taken him about a year to complete, though it's impressive that his style has remained so consistent and he's been like very heavily influenced by art for like comics. So that's a big thing for him. So that very much like when you look at it, that is kind of like the characters and the styles, but they're all very much drawn in the style of the animation. So for characters who have an animation, like this, if there are Simpsons characters or, you know, it's very much in that style, but then the renderings of public figures are very much in his own style. So it's really fascinating to look at. So he also has kept it somewhat open so that he can like update and add stuff and make changes. And it's actually really the definition of a work in progress. He actually challenges people to be like, okay, well, if you can find a character that isn't in the picture, I will like paint them in. But in order to do that, you probably would need several hours, if not days to just stare at it with a microscope and try to be like completely sure that he has missed the character because he probably hasn't. <laughs> in a Reddit AMA back in 2013, he actually said that his primary inspiration was Kurt Vonnegut's Blue 
weird. And of course, he also is something of a comic scholar. And it has been said, and I don't know if this is urban lore or if he started this or whatever, but it's actually been said that he has the largest collection of Doctor Strange love comics and memorabilia in the world which I think is pretty cool. So how do you stick with a project like this that is so incredibly detailed and so in just like literally 10 years of working on the same thing? And he basically said, quote, keep going, try to make time to do what you love and don't eat your shoes. <laughs>